Hey, all you rad moms out there. Wait, what? Rad moms? Well, I guess the cat's out of the bag. We told you we had some surprises in store for you this year, and I think this definitely fits the bill. We've been cooking up this idea for a while now, and I couldn't be more excited to finally debut our Rad Moms Takeover series. That's right. We're going to be branching out and talking to some marvelous moms on the show. Cool, right? And to help us out with that, we're super stoked to announce not only our first guest, but our new co-host, none other than the amazing Stacy Stevenson. You heard me right. Stacy's going to be taking over the Rad Dad show every once in a while to highlight some super cool moms. So we thought, what better way to kick off this series than to get to know Stacy more and to chat about her experiences as a mom and to hear why she's passionate about shining a spotlight on other rad moms. And she walks the walk herself. Stacy is a kick-ass photographer and hairstylist who spent her life around music and art, which may have something to do with her being married to a professional drummer. But most importantly, she's also a rad mom to two kids, Miles and Maddie. We're just getting the ball rolling on this, but we have interviews with a ton of amazing moms coming at you this year, and we're really excited to pepper those in between our regular episodes. So let's jump in. Let's get to know Stacy because you're going to be hearing a lot from her over the next little while. What are we waiting for? Here's Stacy Stevenson on the first Rad Moms Takeover of the Rad Dad Show. Hey, well, Stacy, this is super exciting. I think we've been trying to make this happen for <laughs> for a few months now. Um, so I've been kind of hinting at kind of doing some different stuff this year on the Rad Dad Show, and um, obviously you're not a dad, so um, so this is different. Um, so I was thinking we should maybe start by just talking about, I guess, this idea that sort of came up. So you and I, I guess I would maybe I would say we're friends through music. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, you had reached out to me at one point. I actually can't really remember exactly what you said, but it was basically like, why don't you ever talk to moms or have you ever thought about talking to moms on the show? And, um, you know, I was, we have thought about it before, but I think we always felt like, well, we're not kind of experts in that area. And it was always the rad dad show and kind of focused on dads, but we have thought about it lots in the past, but without having kind of a mom, you know, as part of it, it was kind of hard to go down that road. So, um, yeah, you, I think you had sort of thrown out the idea of maybe helping out with that. And so, yeah, maybe like, you can just tell me a little bit about what, I guess, what, what prompted you to bring that up or what your thoughts are on rad moms and why that kind of story needs to be told a little bit. Well, I, I think when uh, I brought that up to you, what I had, I had just watched maybe an interview with um, somebody that I know, like somebody's husband. And I started thinking about oh, like, gosh, you know, his wife is so rad. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I want to interview his wife. Like she's always behind the scenes. People don't really see her and know her. And she's like one of the coolest women that I know. And so I was like, and she's such a cool mom. And she's sort of this, you know, driving force behind her husband. And so I thought, wow, this would be really cool to interview her. And then that's when I was thinking, wow, you should do some moms because there's so many great moms out there. And, you know, I've spent, you know, 20 some years watching my husband be interviewed and right. my friends and like, you know, and it's cool. But I think about 
I started thinking about all these women behind those people, but also in music and like the music scene that aren't really, you don't know they're there. You don't, you know, they're not getting the acknowledgement or, or um, as interviewed as much. So yeah. That's yeah. Good. And they're being moms at the same time and, you know, pulling off all these jobs. So. Right. Yeah. Like there, there's always kind of that, that family dynamic piece too. Right. So um, yeah, we talked to obviously lots of musician dads and stuff and, you know, everybody sort of talks about, you know, if, if they've got a partner or whatever, you know, the role yeah. that they sort of play in that dynamic, but it's, yeah, it's very different. I mean, I, I think you're right. Like there's just sort of not, there's not a lot out there sort of looking at moms it may be in the same way we sort of talk to dads and sort of yeah. our whole thing is kind of like raising up dads and just like empowering dads and getting you to think about um I guess like it's kind of a shared experience between people having kids right and yes and, and what does it mean to be a, really it's kind of a good dad we call it rad dads because we talk to people we <laughs> think are rad but it's like what does it mean to be a good dad and and kind of I guess delving into that but I, like, I've always been super interested in like the mom's experience. I, so I have a wife, I know a, a bit about her experience. Right. But then right. sort of trying to balance maybe hectic lives in terms of, you know, if you're an artist, so, and we'll talk a little bit about your situation um, or other things that you're doing kind of all that balance. So um, I'm super stoked. I'm really glad you reached out. I'm glad we are, yeah, you know, going to make excited. this work. And so we've been talking about kind of a rad mom's takeover of, of the rad dad show um, and trying to do that maybe a few times a year or something. We'll sort of see, yeah, where it takes us, but I'm super stoked and I'm really thankful that you reached out. Um, and so maybe we should start by getting to know you. I think that would be the best place to start. So I'm, I'm maybe going to start the way we always start our interviews by saying, who are you? Okay. <laughs> wow. That's so tough. Um, well, <laughs> open-ended question. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm Stacy Stevenson and I am a mother of two humans and three fur people. <laughs> um, and I'm 46. I grew up in Indiana but right outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I married to a musician, so I have, um, you know, um, an interesting life, I guess is <laughs> what you can say. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I originally went to art school before becoming a mother and um, I had focused on photography and then I had my daughter. So it was kind of like, okay, now here you're a mom and trying to be a photographer and do these things. And then it was next thing, you know, having another kid and right. now it's like, okay, you're this full mom is what you are. <laughs> like this yeah. is what you do. Yeah. So, but I've always been, um, I mother everybody. So that's just like a natural thing for me to have to be a mom. So yeah. And a multitasker. So yeah, you, that. you kind of like have to learn how to become a multitasker as, as a parent, right? Like there's, yeah. there's no two ways about it. Like you just have to figure that out and right. it's harder for some people than it is for others. I'm a terrible multitasker. Um, but yeah, you, you, there's really no alternative there. Um, so you, okay. So you kind of talked about, you mentioned photography school. So mm -hmm. that's something that's become at least a bit, it probably has been a big part of your life ever since then. Um, but seems like it's kind of 
become a bigger thing lately. So maybe talk a little bit about that. I want to sort of hear too a little bit about the 513 project. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe tell me what that is. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, where, how I came to be with that and I'll tell you about it. Um, so like I said, when the kids were little, I just, I, I just kind of started putting photography on hold. I was, you know, um, able to, with my husband's business work, um, with the bands coming through the studio, I was able to start doing magazine photos for them or CD photos, or just taking some photos at the studio. But once like the kids got to be a certain age, it just became harder to do that. So I, I just put it on the back shelf and then proceeded on with, okay, what's the next step for me? Um, but now that my kids are adults, I I've brought the photography back. And so now that's kind of been my main focus the last few years is, okay, what do I want to do with this? And over the last year, I, I just had this, I have so many things that I want to do, like just little ideas there. And um, the 513 project is, it's just kind of like going to be the outlet for everything that I can, um, I can do. Like all of my creative things yeah. can just go into that, into the 513 project. So, so what, for now it's photography, but it could be, you know, I'm, I, it could be anything. So what's the significance of the, the number 513? Well, it's, it's uh, strange because it's the, um, it's the area code for <laughs> Cincinnati, but oh, it's, okay. it's not really related to that. I wouldn't say maybe so in some, some way, but um, it's just a number that I see all the time. And so it was sort of like, it was connected to home for me in a way, but yeah. yeah. It's like so, part of your identity that. Yeah. Like, so it just kind of, that's what I was like, this is it. This is one day I was like, this is, I'm going to call it the 513 project and it is whatever I create. So. Yeah. And, and you've been sort of taking photography. Um, I guess, like you said, it's been sort of growing for you over the last little mm -hmm. while in terms of, you know, it's been a big priority. You've been doing lots of shows. You've, you know, been part of punk rock and paintbrushes and, and uh, some projects with um, Rise Against, mm -hmm. right? And so um, I guess maybe tell us a little bit about that, like what that's been like, okay. I guess, making it a little bit more official over the last Yeah, so I, I had uh, for years just taken tons of concert photos. And so that was a part of the thing where I stopped taking photos. I stopped taking concert photos. And I had a huge, and or I have a huge collection of, photos yeah. and um rise against they're my friends and one of my favorite bands so i happen to just i <laughs> have too many rise against photos yeah and for a while it was just like i'm sitting on these you know they've used some but they just really didn't have an outlet and a few years ago i met i heard about punk rock and paintbrushes um through chris sherry was doing some of the art shows and then i was able to meet emily who that's you know her program and um, just kind of said, Hey, like, I'm, I'm interested. Is it something like, you know, would I be able to be a part of this? And she was like, yeah, okay. You know, I'll get a hold of you. And, and she did. And so now it's like, I just, I've been doing more shows with her, which I love. And, um, so it's giving me that outlet now to start showcasing the things that I've been sitting on there, just buried in my computer or like, you know, negatives in a box somewhere. So it's all just coming out now. So I'm having a place for them to go. And now then that's, you know, reignited my love for like taking concert photos. And now I can get like new stuff done um, when, you know, shows are actually happening all the time. So yeah, so that's been really fun. 
Yeah. And then we did do, um, you were saying about rise against, we did one special print last year, um, where she would choose an artist and have them choose then another, you know, musician to work with, and then they could choose what charity the music musician would choose the charity. So we did a print, uh, Tim and I, a collaboration. Yeah. So that was for, um, like that was through punk rock and paintbrushes. Mm -hmm. Um, the picture of Milo I have behind me was one of those as well. (laughs) Yeah. um, That was the first one, the Milo one. Yeah. So that was kind of an idea that Emily and I had had in, in the Milo and was the first one. So. Yeah. 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 And then I've got one of yours behind me here too. I don't know which side am I on here. Oh, the bill one. Yeah. Yeah. That one's yours too. Um, Like your, your photos are amazing. So thank you. I mean, I've seen what you had on social media over the years, I guess. Um, But the first time I really saw them on display was at the blasting room 25th. You had them up at the forge there. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, they really are amazing. If people listening aren't, aware that you're a photographer they need to go check out your stuff because it really is awesome um I always I've told you before but um the Iggy Pop one it's like always sticks in my mind as yeah. one that's really very striking it's a really amazing picture and obviously this one, Bill is great too so yeah I was really lucky to get, to have been able to take that picture um to be at that studio show it was Bill and I'd went to Denver you know Mike Watt was playing in um with him and we went to the show and I just said, can you, let's, can I get a photo pass? Like we're on the show. Like I got to yeah. take, I want to take pictures. And I, I don't even, I don't think there was anybody else in the pit with me taking pictures at the time I took that. So yeah, it was pretty crazy. That's awesome. It was just like a weird dream. I was like looking like that close and I'm just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So um, one thing you haven't mentioned is you're also like a hairstylist too, right? I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been doing that? So, um, I st- so about 13 years, I guess. Okay. Um, I grew up in, my mom was a hairstylist, so I grew up in the industry. It was just super, something very natural for me just to gravitate to. Yeah. Uh, so when Miles was getting ready to start school and I was looking for something else to do, because at the time I was running our mail order for descendants and all and the okay. Ono record label <laughs> yeah. out of our house. And, um, now it was like, okay, nobody's going to be home. I can have some more freedom. So I'm going to go back to school with something that I can do easily and juggle taking care of our children and schedule wise, right. knowing that, um, you know, that my partner would be somebody who would be gone a lot. So it was like, okay, well I do hair. I already, you know, doing that for fun for friends. So I might as well actually be paid for it. And so, yeah, so that's and- what I've been doing. Have, like, do you do that out of your home too? Or I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have worked in other places, but I've been in our house, uh, the last few years. Yeah. Okay. We just kind of have, I set up our dining room. It's just a little studio. Yeah. So you need, so. yeah. I mean, you talked about, you know, Bill's schedule obviously, and you know, you guys need to figure that out from a family perspective, probably a little bit different, I guess. Um, now that the kids are older they're adults right so it's not yeah. so much worrying about like making sure there's food <laughs> on the, the table and stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah right um but yeah I guess having that flexibility that's cool that you sort of found a way I guess to work that in yeah um okay so this is well I normally say this is the rad dad show this is the rad mom's takeover <laughs> so do you consider yourself a rad mom sure of course yeah. So, I mean, I've successfully raised two rad children, so yeah. I think so. Yeah. There you go. Pat on the back. That's... Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I like, yeah, how quick, quick you answered that. So, yeah. um, so what's, what's a rad mom? 
Like, how do you define that? How do I define a rad mom? Well, I mean, it's, it's a tough one. You know, like I said, I, I look at it like I have these, you know, great kids, superhumans, And so I pat myself on the back, but how did I get do that? I have no idea. You know, like, what did I do? Right. I, something, but what was, how <laughs> did I plan it? No. So, I mean, I think a rad mom could be many different things. You know, um, there's a lot of moms that are single moms and they have to like do both jobs of parenting, mm-hmm. um, you know, while having a, a job and I don't know, there's just, gosh, that's a tough one. Really. There's just so many things that make a rad mom. Like, well, I think there's sort of, there's a couple, um, things that kind of regularly come up, um, on this show. And I mean, one is kind of what you talked about, like, yeah, I raised two, you know, nice, normal kids or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. you know, I, uh, I mean, yeah, got them through all the things they had to get through in their life. Yeah. There, there's that. And then there's, I guess there's maybe some people look at it too, as maybe there's this element of like individuality mm-hmm. that you, um, still have, or, um, I guess maintain or, or foster as a, as a person, as an individual. And so for you, you're like, you know, focusing on your creativity and your creative output, um, does that factor in, do you think in terms of, um, being a, a rat or, or just a good parent, um, I guess having those outlets or, or focusing on, on you? I mean, it helps. I think it's healthy that way, but that doesn't mean that everybody has that opportunity to do that. Um, so I, I mean, I, it, it can help, but that doesn't guarantee that that's going to be the make or break because not everybody's able to, you know, focus on themselves or have that individuality and independent kind of thing from their kids. Um, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think for me, I, it, I don't know. I mean, I just somehow maintained that, I guess, throughout their lives, but at the same time, you know, they were always right with me. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. You kind of figure yeah. out a way to, to yeah, make it work kinda, in your family. Unit. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Every, everybody's sort of different in that way in terms yeah. of, yeah, what they can do. I mean, you know, it's funny, like I, I, I don't want to, um, go off on too much of a tangent, but Bill was just on that podcast, um, uh-huh. wellness provisions and talking about wellness. Oh yeah. So maybe, maybe that's sort of, um, and I think it's Amy who, um, yeah. runs that. So. I've been talking with her a little bit too. And she seems really cool. Um, wellness, it got, really got me thinking actually about that because we're sort of talking about individuality here and, and creativity and that's maybe important. You might not be important to other people, but I guess maybe the bigger question is how do you maintain that that wellness. Um, cause being a parent's really stressful, I think. Yeah. I, um, well, I think for me, it's funny when the kids were little and, you know, Bill has the studio. So if he wasn't on tour, if he was just, he'd be at the studio a lot. So it would be like he was on tour, but here at least he would be able to come home after the right. studio. And sometimes that was pretty late at night. So, I mean, this will sound silly to you, probably, maybe not to everybody, but, but for a long time, like my, my way of like keeping myself sane or having like some sort of outlet was to go do karaoke. And it was just like, I not even my friends know me as like a person who loves karaoke. I'm, yeah. Am I a good singer? No, but I love karaoke. Like, and it was just the only thing that was happening at like 10 o'clock or 10 30 after the kids go, go to bed yeah, yeah. No, I would be home and I could leave and I could go do karaoke and then I would come home so you know here in, in Fort Collins he used to do it at the starlight it's no no longer is there but yeah um that was it, yeah I mean it just kind of kept me mentally sane you know 
when they were little, like something easily that I could do. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not really a wellness thing, but it is in some way, like it was, it was how I kept like my cool, I guess, or got a, like a release. Yeah. Um, as they grew older though, you know, that's changed. And, um, so yeah, there's different things I do now, I guess, for, um, you know, just like yoga or I like to love walking. So I try to walk almost every single day and we live in a great place where even with snow and it's sunny out, our, it melts. So I'm, I'm still pretty yeah. lucky to be able to walk year round here. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I think it's, yeah. Like what you said, I guess, in terms of acknowledging when you need a break or um, need some kind of stress relief. And I think even just taking that action to go do that thing, whatever it is for you, my wife and I talk mm-hmm. about this all the time. We, we quite often will do kind of like, we'll trade off on things, yeah. right? Like, okay, I'll put the kids to bed tonight and you can go do whatever with your friends or whatever it is that, that you need to do to just kind of have a bit of a break and mm-hmm. reset and relax. And um, yeah, I think it is important. We'll have to do karaoke next time I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm down yeah, there for will. sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds amazing. Uh, we, we used to do tons of karaoke. Um, not so much, I guess, since, since having kids, mostly just because it's, it's difficult to get anywhere together yeah. um, with little kids, yeah, right? Exactly. They need someone to be at yeah. home. Um, but yeah, we'll have to do that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And I got into that. It's, it's just a funny thing because I had never I had done karaoke once with my family on a Christmas trip or something. And then when Rise Against came here to record, they got me started on karaoke. And so that became a thing where it was like, I was just like addicted to it. So every time a band came, we went to do karaoke. Do you so have... Was always, do you have a go-to song like that you do every um, time you go or just about every time? I love to do uh, We Belong by Pat Benatar. Oh yeah. Um, I, I always do one. a lot of journey. There's a lot yep. of journey. I, I try to switch it up, but I always end up back at the same songs. Just, or um, I remember, I'll remember, or I remember you. Yeah. Um, Skid Row. Oh yeah. yeah. Try, I'm trying to think now it's been a while since I've been karaoke. What are all my hits? But yeah, I seem to end up always at the same songs, but yeah. I try every time I go, I think I have a list in my mind and then I get there and I'm like, wait, what did I want to see? Like, well, yeah. Then you start flipping through the binder and (laughs) (laughs) you spend more time just flipping through the pages than (laughs) than picking a song. Yeah. Mine's back in the USSR by the Beatles. Oh really? (laughs) Yeah. I do that one just about every time. So that's great. Um, Okay. So yeah, were you, I guess, Stacey, were you, how are you feeling? I guess when, you were about to become a mom. Were you, did you have any fears? Um, were you ready? Like what was your mindset at that time? Well, um, I, like I was saying, I, I was kind of always just a mother to people. Like, you know, my friends called me mom in high school. Like I had a group of guys, like my skateboarder friend guys, and I was the mom of the group. So, That's you hilarious. know, they just called me mom. They still call me mom now. Like it's really funny actually. So I had, yeah. we would call my three sons, but so yeah. And I, my sister had my niece when I was in sixth grade. So I just, I don't know. I was always like the ultimate babysitter. It was just going to be natural for me. So that was not, that was kind of a no brainer. Was I scared? Yeah. I mean, I was like, I was, you know, 23, but I was still like, that's really young. But I thought to myself, God, like, am I even old enough to do this? Like, am I going to know what to do? But it just, you know, I, I don't know. Like when they were a baby, it was something different, but as they got you know, like through the years where I could remember being those ages, I just tried to go back to that time in my childhood and be like, okay, what was this like for me? Or what did I do then? Or what did my parents do that worked or didn't work? You know, like 
So those were just, that was, a, that was one way that I would navigate it, but yeah, I definitely was scared for sure. I right. just I had no idea <laughs> what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's going to be a big change in your life. Yeah. Right? And at 23, like mm-hmm. that's a big change. So I feel like that must be around the age that Maddie is right. Like right around. Yeah, Maddie is, Maddie is going to be, she'll be 24 in May, but yes, okay. she's 23 now, which is just. Is that weird to think mind about? Mind-blowing. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, because I don't even feel over 17. So I'm still trying to figure out how she has to be 23. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, or how I was ever 23. So yeah, it's so right. and Yeah. And at her age, I guess, becoming a mom. Right. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. Um, what, How has, I guess, to continue that conversation further, how did becoming a parent change you? Oh, well, you know, when we were talking about like that, having that being still like to to be yourself, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, that was probably the hardest part was just trying to figure out how to navigate that and still not lose myself in it. But it was so much a part of me to be a parent. Like it was so natural that it was just like, okay, well, this is what I do now. And, oh, cool. I got like new people to hang out with all the time. (laughs) Like I got these new friends, you know, like they can't leave me because they can't walk. So (laughs) I'm going to hang out. Um, yeah. So new people to watch scary movies with, but, um, yeah, I think that was just the hardest part was just trying to maintain myself and like who that was, you know, keeping that together. Well, I think like notoriously, um, like people know anybody who knows Bill and Bill's story, like I, it's like pretty notoriously, like super hard worker spending lots of hours on the band or the studio he's kind of talked quite openly about that so yeah um I guess like we talked about karaoke being one outlet for you how did you I guess maybe I'm interested in how did you guys manage that balance and figuring that out when there was lots of work to be done and there's you know responsibilities at home and um how did you guys figure out that balance well you know I think it was really I I wouldn't have been able to do any of it without my friends. I was fortunate because when I moved to Fort Collins, I left my family in Cincinnati. I had, uh, Maddie was one when I moved here to live with Bill and, um, I just started meeting people. This is such a great, I mean, you've been here, like it's a, people are so friendly and it was so easy to make friends. And I just got fortunate to have like a family here. And if I had not had those friends to rely on, to help me sort of balance and juggle it and, um, you know, it would have been a lot harder, but I just got lucky and bill too. Like it's, they're his friends too. So they were just, and nobody had kids besides us. (laughs) So that's what made it so easy Yeah, because people were willing to help or be around, but, um, yeah, I mean, his schedule and the, it's always been kind of crazy and all over the place. So that's, it, it it has been hard to navigate, but it, it is just what it was like. I, I like something interesting apparently. So I married a musician and I wanted, uh, yeah, something yeah. not of the normal. Well, it's funny. Like everybody, um, I guess everybody finds their, what works for their unit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, last summer, and this is actually really interesting. We like, as part of rad dads Edmonton, we, um, helped to kind of facilitate a dad's group, um, through YMCA. It was a virtual thing because of the pandemic or whatever, but, um, it's like we'd meet on Saturday mornings over zoom and just talk about like just dad stuff. And the person from YMCA would kind of have a topic. So it might be like discipline or, um, you know, uh, taking care of yourself or whatever it was. And then we kind of just talk about that. 
And I remember there was, there was one guy who would come and he, he was like a long distance truck driver. And a, like a lot of the things that we talk about with, we talk a lot to musicians and everybody kind of says the same thing about being away on tour and how, how you manage that and how difficult that is and those types of things. Um, like he, he, his situation is almost exactly the same, um, but not as a musician, as a truck driver. And so some of those challenges, um, you know, how do you kind of keep in, up to date with what's going on with your family and how do you stay connected yeah. with your partner and those things that are real challenges. I mean, people experience those in all different kind of areas, I guess, and every situation is a little bit different. But what I wanted to pick up on was the, um, the comment about like your friends mm -hmm. and having support. Um, and I guess, you know, it's a cliche, I guess, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. <laughs> But it's pretty true, village. right? It's true. I had a village, so it definitely does. Yeah. 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 My children have, were lucky to have, you know, all these extended sort of aunt and uncles and people around. And so, yeah, I, I had a village and it really helped. So even today, like, oh, I'm trying to think somebody, one of my friends I, I just saw recently and um, she hadn't seen Miles in a while. And we were discussing something that he said, I, can't, I wish I could remember what, even what it was, but it was just funny because she was reminded about when he was little and just thinking about like, Oh, you know, that's cool. Like that's, she felt like that was something that he maybe got from her like kind of thing. So it was just interesting. Cause it's like, yeah, all these people were influences on my, on my kids, but you know, really, really good influences. Yeah. So, that's cool. a really unique thing. I think like, um, I guess, as I think about like, yeah, when, when I grew up or whatever, like you'd have family around, but yeah, those memories you have as a kid of like the people that, you know, really connected with you and yeah, um, really influenced you and in becoming who you are like they, you know, maybe not intentionally, but are sort of like a mother figure or father figure, mm -hmm. aunt and uncle, th those kind of things. I Yeah, it's so neat to see, I guess, down the line, um, how much that's meant to your kids, right? Like, Oh, I've just yeah. got little kids. So I think about it all the time <laughs> about like my, you know, my sister and um, when she spends time with, with my daughters and how important that is um, mm -hmm. because I know when they get older, they'll really appreciate that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool that, that you kind of had that, that support network. And it seems like, I don't know, from what I see on maybe your social media and stuff like that and the relationships you have with lots of the musicians who have sort of come through and been part of your extended family I guess like yeah. it's that's a really unique situation too that there's all these musicians who yes uh, I guess that um have witnessed your kids growing up too yeah when Maddie was little she would say Bill would say um you know so and so is here and she'd be like who and he said the guys are here so he would just say the guys for whatever band was here yeah because in the early days of when we first lived here the studio didn't have um rooms for the bands to stay at the time and they would stay at our house so okay. we had a small house and so it'd just be like the guys are here and then eventually they would stay at the studio but then come and shower at our house or just come over for dinner and maddie just thought that we were she just had a party all the time like she thought yeah. these people were always here to visit her these were her like yeah like who she you know her friends like the guys she had no idea like what they were doing that they were here to work but she thought they were here for her yeah so so yeah they've always had um lots of people around in and out of town and um, kind of to go back to what you said before about like, I wanted to say something about when you were talking about how do you, you know, like we juggle everything together or like 
make it work or how do yep. you keep in touch with your kids, like, you know, on the road and stuff, like when you're talking about the tr- truck driver, um, a lot of times Bill would be out of town also producing a record. And so, you know, the kids and I would fly out to where he was and try to stay a day or two. And so it's just, I mean, for them, it, it had to be like, I mean, maybe now that they're older and they look back, they realize that wasn't normal for everybody, but we would do the same on tour, you know, and show up somewhere. Although Miles uh, was famous for always sleeping through like every show until like <laughs> a few years ago. I think he even said the other day, he said, mom, like he was, I was reminding him something. He said, mom, I've only been awake for like the last three years. I don't know what you're talking, you know, you have to remember yeah. that. Like I wasn't aware. <laughs> like, yeah. When you're he just didn't sleep. Yeah. Yeah. When the band goes on at whatever, 11 PM, yeah. <laughs> the kids are asleep. <laughs> yeah. He would, he, but I mean, he would sleep on the side of the stage. Like he would just go Oh, out, like sleep on a guitar case or something, you know, like we were in Chicago for Lemonheads, Bill was playing and with Evan and Miles was just like, I got to go to sleep. And he lay down on a guitar case and went to sleep. Yeah. Just slept right through it. So That's so funny. Kids are so resilient. In <laughs> yeah. LA, hey? yeah. Maddie was always the one who wanted to party though. So she was always staying awake and hanging out for everybody. Okay. Yeah. So I, I feel like there's like a little bit of like role <laughs> reversal there now. Like, it seems like you're you're quite often the one who's, you know, traveling to do your shows and stuff like that. And um, like, are, have you brought your kids along with you for, for some of those trips? Uh, Maddie's been with me a couple times. Um, they haven't, it, yeah, like I think she's been with me once and Miles was with me uh, for Riot Fest in Chicago. So both yeah. of them, yeah, have each taken. And then Miles was in uh, punk rock bowling in Vegas as well. So that's cool. Yeah, we, we were kind of talking about this, but I think before we started, but um, about the evolution of like your relationship with your, your kids over time. Um, I was talking about the evolution, evolution of my relationship with my dad, but um, what's that been like for you? Like you've seen your, I mean, your kids are grownups now. So I guess as we shift from sort of almost that parent role to, I'm not going to say peer, you're always their parent, but there's maybe a little bit more that you have in common um, mm-hmm. as time goes on. What, what, what's your experience been like with that? Well, you know, it's, it's always been fun. Like, I think, um, they've always been like my, my best friends or, you know, like I said, I feel like I'm 17. So it's just always like, I'm a kid. Like, yep. I never really lost that kind of feeling or vibe and I never feel old. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if that, I hope that never happens, but with my kids, yeah, definitely as they've gotten older, there's been different stages, you know, that they've come to where it's like, oh, we can do this now, you know, this is great. Like, this is really fun or like, or just the moment Maddie could ride on um, Space Mountain. I was so excited. Like, you're, you're old enough we can ride Space Mountain. Like, we can do this, you know? <laughs> That's and a milestone, like, yeah. Yeah, and then, okay, got to wait for miles to be able to ride Space Mountain. Like, got to get there, you know, or just, so that's cool. Or, you know, not really like drinking, but able to go places differently, like to hang out, you know? So Maddie and I, we do more stuff like that. We go out, she could go to bars and things. I mean, miles will be in a year, but it just, it just little things that it's, yeah, we get to do a lot of fun stuff. Um, but we always have, like, we've always had fun since they were little. So they've always just been my best friends. So it's easy. So yeah. what do you, what do you think about, um, like some people will say like, Oh, you can't be friends with your kids. Oh, you can. But, um, I think you still have to, I don't know. I, I mean, I was, I mean, they probably tell you different things, but I, I just think there are certain things where it's like, okay, you want to tell them. And like I said before, you want to remember what it was like to be those Mm -hmm. age that they were. I think, I think that's the easiest thing is to just remind yourself, like, how did I feel? Like, how did I react or situations with people and friends? 
you know, when they were little, I would joke about like different, like John Hughes movies. I would use quotes from movies or like things that they knew, like eighties movies, just be funny because they would know, like I've made them watch like pretty in pink a million times or like (laughs) something like that. Um, but yeah, like they, um, I don't know. They just, it's just something like, I always felt like I had one friend, she would tell her daughter, like every single thing she did as a teenager and it would just backfire because her daughter would do all the exact same stuff. And I was like, you can't tell them the things you did. You have to sort of live, like tell them about it. Like maybe, you know, maybe it was somebody else's story, but kind of give them like your insight of something you lived through without admitting the bad things you did, maybe necessarily. So they don't turn it around on you and say like, well, you did that. I mean, so maybe that's one thing I just tried not to, um, be their buddy in that way. It was like, Oh, well, I don't know. Just, I did this. You guys, you know, you can do that too, but. Yeah. You have to like, you definitely have to like walk that line and it's probably different with, you know, different kids to what they're going to respond to. Right. You, you kind of figure you gotta that play out it over cool, time. Though. You have to pretend that you yeah. are like innocent, but you know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. You're, you're not going to slip one by me. Like I know what, yeah. what you guys are, <laughs> what's going on out there. <laughs> Yeah. Maddie, she always says like, you know, I, I already know she knows she's like, you know, everything, you already know what's going to happen. Like, I hate that, you know, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so was, is that similar to how, what your relationship was like with your mom growing up? Um, I don't think so because I'm lucky. I mean, Maddie has been always like pretty much an open book. Like she kind of has always just told us everything. I mean, she and Bill are very close. And so she may Maybe there's things she's told him that she wouldn't say to me necessarily, but I was always like very, um, like she's not shy at all. So she will just tell you something where you're like, I don't want to know that. I don't need to hear that. Or some, you know, something that you wouldn't tell your mom maybe. And I don't know if it was like my Catholic upbringing or I don't know, because my brother and sister are different with my mom. Like I still, to this day, there's just things maybe I don't want to, I wouldn't say to my mom necessarily. I don't know. Yeah, just never felt comfortable. And right. I don't know. There's yeah, I, feel, I I agree with you. Like there's some things sort of. Yeah, but my kids are not some really mystery like that. that needs to to just exist there a little bit. Yeah, we I think Bill and I both have always just treated them like little like humans. You're like little adults and like people, and um, you know, respected them in that way where they just felt comfortable always talking to both of us. So we just got lucky. I don't know how that happened necessarily, but I've gotten lucky that they're, they're both really good at talking to me about something. And I, I hope that it helps. Like, I think I understand them, but yeah. Well, cause I think it's tough for kids. They think um, they're going to get in trouble or get judged or yeah, whatever that is. Um, so, I, I mean, if you could, yeah, if you could put your finger on how you did that, I think you'd, yeah, you, <laughs> no you could be able to write a, uh, I know New York times bestselling book. Yeah. Cause like I said, with my mom, I, I, um, yeah, I don't, not even like it was taboo, just certain things. Just, I would not like, I don't know if my mom's going to understand this or like, I don't know how to even talk to her about this. You know, even if she would come to me and say, like, make it open for me to talk to her, I still would just feel like embarrassed or not have like quite the right, I don't know, but way to discuss it with her. So, but you were kind of saying you're, um, you know, inside you feel like you're 17 still so that probably helps you relate to your kids a lot too like do you was your mom that way growing up or or did it feel more like oh this is my mom and she's 
you know, I, I think my mom's very youthful. I think both my parents are. And, um, yeah, my mom, she was always really fun. And I had, my, I was really close to my grandma and she, we did a lot of stuff. We were always oh, cool. on the go and my mom and my grandma were really close too. And my grandma had, she had been a single mother and she had this huge, uh, group of friends kind of like I have. So she had her own village of people to be around. And so that was just kind of what I grew up with. So, yeah, I don't know if my mom felt like she was 17, but she definitely, she, she remained and still is like just a very fun parent. And I was lucky to have siblings older too. And my brother's like the life of the party. So yeah. I just had, had these great, great people around me always. So, yeah. Well, you, I, I think lucky. on your, your five, one, three, project website you made a comment I wrote it down um like you came from a family filled with love mm-hmm. um and so that's neat that like you reflect on that now and that's something you feel sort of confident saying and and is that sort of I guess did you consciously try and was it was it subconscious that you know some of those things you talked about that um you had fun with your your mom and you kind of did the same thing with your kids. Like, was it, was that conscious or was that subconscious that you kind of had a similar? No, I really just was always winging it. So I have no, <laughs> yeah. I've never had a plan. Like it's been pure luck. Like, um, yeah, I think it was just really, um, just impossible to not, to not be that way. Like even the most serious matters in our lives, like it was impossible to not, to not try to take, you know, and, and have some fun or like keep it, make it light a little bit, you know? Right. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it kind of speaks to that those things do kind of pass down through generations, I think just sort of naturally, right. The way you mm-hmm. grew up that influences how you, you deal with situations, including parenting. Yeah. Um, how about sort of seeing, uh, you know, your mom or your parents um, transition from, so you, I guess you would have seen this with your older siblings transition from parents to grandparents but what do, you, what do you think about that? Like, I, I love to kind of talk about that because as I sort of saw my parents become grandparents, I thought it was so amazing. So it's such a mm-hmm. neat thing how that sort of, it's it just, they sort of become a little bit of a different person with the grandkids and, oh, yeah. and it's just really neat. Totally. I, I was really young, you know, when my, when my parents became, when my sister had my niece, I was in sixth grade. So I don't really recall like thanking their grandparents yet at all or anything like that. Right. But I know with um, my kids or when Maddie came along, it was just like, yeah, my dad was having the most fun because a lot of our childhood, he was working all the time. This was a time in his life where he was retired. He um, was able to just spend more time with Maddie and they're like two peas in a pod. And then like my mom and Maddie are so much alike too. So that was just all of it was fun. Yeah. It's fun to watch, but, and then miles came along, but you know, when they were little, we go visit my mom and dad. And we do like time out. <laughs> my dad would go, it's time in, come back over. It's time yeah. in. And I'd be like, dad, you can't do that. Like it's time out. Like this is, it's not a bad thing. I was like, this is a reflection time. Like she has to go to time out. He'd be like, it's time in Maddie, get back over here. So <laughs> we were like the worst at, uh, yeah. Being, yeah. Disciplining our children, I guess. And my grandparents just get in the way and they don't, yeah. you know, they it's, don't want to see you do that. So yeah, it's exactly <laughs> the same situation for me too. So like my, um, my dad and my wife, Janelle's mom, um, are like the worst for it. Like it's, it's, it's such an endearing quality. We, you know, I can say it's 
the worst, but just because it's kind of undermining <laughs> what, what yes, I might exactly. have done. Um, but it is sweet to see, right. That they, yeah. you know, sort of like, well, that's their job. Them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's the dynamic. That's the job description, right? Like they get to actually now not have to worry about being the parent, like get to yeah. just have fun. So that's what and, they, that's what it is. Yeah. And I actually, I kind of picked up on one thing you said, which was, you know, your dad had been you know, working when mm-hmm. you guys were kids. Right. And so now yeah. they're not working. And I think that's part of it too. Like just not having that stress, um, yeah. as well. Like they can kind of be singularly focused. Like <laughs> my dad is way more resilient with my kids than I am. Right. <laughs> because he's just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it, but I'm probably thinking about all kinds of other things, but it's just neat. Yeah. And so it's neat that you guys, um, like you obviously still have a very good relationship with your parents and um, how do you guys kind of manage to stay connected? You're obviously in different um, states. Um, seems like you make a, make it a priority to kind of do lots of family things together. Yeah. Um, because my parents still live in the, the house I grew up in since I was three. And so they're in Indiana and my whole family is there. My sisters, my sister, and my brother are there. Um, we always spend Christmas with them. We usually go back in the summer um, now that my parents are getting older, we make more frequent trips, but you know, my parents were out here for Thanksgiving yep. over the years we've made, you know, like if Bill had to go work in LA on something and it was in the summer, we, we've taken my parents on trips with us. So I don't know. We just try to take them places as much as possible. And now they're getting older. It's a little bit harder to do that. So I go there and, you know, we do road trips from there basically now. So, yeah, that's cool. They seem really cool. They see, like you know, the pictures of your mom and your dad, yeah. you know, wearing their descendant sweaters. And... Yeah. And they were out here for the anniversary show that, yeah, were, that's right. Where you and I met too. So, yeah. And they yeah. just, they have a ball, they love Bill to death and they just, it's like, it's so fun for them. <laughs> like, I think that's they awesome. like him better than me actually. At the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, I'm here, mom. Remember me? Like, yeah. Bill's cool. But what about me? <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. It is really funny. Um, what do you have sort of personally, and I guess creatively, what do you have sort of going on the next little while, Stacy? like um, any sort of upcoming projects happening? Okay. Well, besides this uh, rad mom takeover, yeah, which is going to be really cool. So I'm excited about that. Just getting some, some rad and awesome moms on and discussing who they are. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got, uh, we've kind of got a little list going in the background. Yeah. And so, but you know, if anybody out there has any suggestions, they can reach out to and yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be fun for sure. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. Um, besides that, I do have a art show coming up, uh, an all ladies art show in long beach with punk rock and paintbrushes. That'll be March 5th. Okay. Um, I don't know the location yet, so we'll, waiting to hear it's not been announced yet, but yeah, that's coming up. So. Okay. So I'm planning on that. Are you going to dig so, out a negative that I've got of Belinda Carlisle somewhere that I love, and I'm hoping to get that print and the show. So that's so a big project. Belinda Carlisle's a mom, I think. Oh Isn't yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah. So there you she's, go. So. Yeah. She's a great mom. She's one of yeah. my favorites. So yeah. Yeah. Um, are you, so we just had Dennis Casey from flogging Molly on mm-hmm. the show. Um, and I think descendants are on uh, the salty dog cruise this year supposed to be. Are you yeah. going on that? I, I plan to. So yeah. hopefully everything goes according to plan. And yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I've been waiting years for Bill to uh, get on that cruise and then it got booked and then canceled because of COVID. So I'm hoping right. everything goes well. Yeah. I think yeah. that will be really fun. It always looks like a good time. Yeah. I, and I, I there's a band um, 
the Vandaliers, I really love. Okay. They're going to be on that. They were one of the last to be added. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, I'm super excited about this project going forward. I think 2022 is going to be fun. Looking forward to, yeah, to making this, um, the Rad Moms take over a thing this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, any words of wisdom out there for um, oh, moms, maybe expectant moms, uh, anybody listening? Well, I, I mean, I think it kind of, we, we touched on a little bit, but I don't know if it's words of wisdom necessarily, but I, I think it really is just important to not lose yourself. And um, it's only going to benefit your kids basically um, and yourself. If you can just keep your sanity and, and recognize that you need to do something like if it's karaoke or whatever, or if you need to rely on your friends, do that. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, that's about it. Like I just think, I mean, especially if you're expecting like a baby, that's, that's a lot of work. So call in the reinforcements. For sure. Yeah. I think (laughs) taking care of yourself is super important because you're right. I think I know um, at the risk of like going off on a tangent here, but I know for me, that was something that I almost always felt guilty about. Um, At least when I first became a dad, like I kind of felt like, oh, if I take time to go do whatever, um, Mm -hmm. that's just like time away from my child. And what are people going to think? And, you know, there's almost this guilt with it, but um, I think it's really important to, to say, and, and for people to hear that that is important to do. That's, I guess that's my own personal opinion, but I don't think it has to come at the expense of um, your children. Like Mm -hmm. uh, if anything, it's for their benefit too, right? Yeah. Yeah. it is really hard to leave them when they're little. Like you always, you're so always afraid of what's going to happen or, you know, even if you're trying out like a new babysitter, you're like worried about that. So I, I, I was lucky to have friends, but I, I was trying to find like, okay, how can I make this the most comfortable for myself so I can enjoy myself and relax and not worry about them, but do what I need to do to, you know, keep my sanity and to keep my, myself, like not be so just mom zone all the time. So. Right. Right. Exactly. Amazing. Well, thanks, Stacey. This is great. I can't wait to, um, to keep this going in 2022 and, um, yeah. And, and beyond, I guess. So yeah, thanks so much for your time and for reaching out and offering to help out with this. I'm super stoked. All right. There it is. The first Rad Moms takeover in the bag. The first of many, I hope. Um, if you're not following Stacey on social media, go check her out on Instagram at the 513 project. And, Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to us if you drop us a review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you're looking for more Rad Dads or Rad Moms content, find us wherever you get your podcasts or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at at rad underscore dads underscore show and on Facebook and Twitter at at rad dads show. And hey, you can also head over to YouTube to watch all these interviews as well, including this one. And this one's actually kind of an interesting one because... I screwed up the video for it, um, didn't capture any video of me, so it was just awkward shots of Stacy while I'm talking to her. Um, so actually, our friend, Chris Sherry, who's also been on the Rad Dad show in the past, um, very kindly uh, animated Stacy and I, drew some uh, amazing pictures of Stacy and I, which we subbed in instead of video. So go check that out. Um, You've already listened to the episode, so you may not listen to it on on YouTube, but check out those uh, drawings as well. They're amazing, as always, with Chris. Um, And, you know, wherever you're watching or listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Helps us so much. 
Lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. You can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime and in between time, stay rad.